super awesome music is Achilles by the amazing Kevin McLeod. Thank you so much for coming around and giving random ventures of an indie traveler a listen. I'm your host Casey and here you can tune into my own awesome adventures from different interesting areas around the states and other countries as well. Some of these in which you will know and others will most likely be entirely new to you. I'll also sometimes chat about fun facts, history, culture, and bizarre mythical beings or creatures around these areas. I know in Bobby Mackey's episode, I said I was going to have the Waikiki Beach episode next, which will be coming to you very, very soon. I'm going to have my awesome other sister, Jenna, on. Super exciting. So just tune in for that sometime in the near future, and I'm really excited. Yeah, it'll be a great one. And this week's random venture of an indie traveler episode is all about the North Carolina Maritime Museum in Beaufort. Before we jump into that, I want to talk about today's mythical creature. Thanks to my awesome sister Tessa for getting that sound effect for me. She has the best monster voice ever. Anyways, there is an artifact of two people that look like they could be Siamese twins perhaps. And legend has it, they are called moon people. So the story has been speculated and taken apart. And it seems that for different people, they maybe see something different depending on their own perception. Now I will link that in my description so you can check out the picture of the stone and you can see for yourself. What do you think? Anyways, the moon people are a chair legend. Apparently they existed in the Appalachian Mountain region hundreds of years ago in North Carolina. They had very pale skin and blue eyes and according to some legends they only came out at night as they were totally blind during daylight. But somehow their vision was restored when the moonlight struck at nighttime. Hmm, sounds pretty interesting, right? I don't know, maybe they're some part vampire creatures. <laughs> I don't know, that was my speculation. I'm just adding my own twist to the legend, as I commonly like to do. Hey, matey. Ooh, what was that? That sounded a lot like a pirate. Haha, <laughs> well, that may be because today's episode is all about the Pirate Museum. That is in Beaufort. It's the Maritime Pirate Museum, and it's really so much fun. Like, really, if you're near Beaufort, you totally have to check out the Pirate Museum. Here you can visit for free, though of course donations are welcome when you pop on by for a visit. And you can leave with an awesome maritime history of knowledge of North Carolina and the piracy through underwater archaeology, fun exhibits, marine science, boating from life back in the 1700s and 1800s, and much more. Really, everybody, this is so so exciting and interesting. And I am a huge fan of archaeology, so getting to know more about pirates and archaeology, things like that, oh, that's so my jam. Anyways, you get to walk around and see some really interesting exhibits, and they switch them out every now and then. They might have something new or different, but they leave a lot of the things there as well. It is very interesting, and this fun museum has some artifacts that were aboard the most notorious and well-known pirate Blackbeard's ship. Queen Anne's Revenge. The wreckage of this vessel was discovered and the day after it was confirmed to be Queen Anne's Revenge, 278 years from the death anniversary of Blackbeard. Wow, talk about timing, right? That couldn't have been more perfect. It's like they planned it, though of course it was more random. They did not plan that at all. It was just chance. Anyways, this vessel lies right around 20 feet beneath the ocean water and it's right off Atlantic Beach shore around the Beaufort Inlet near Fort Macon State Park, which is also another great place that I'll talk about at another point in time. Something interesting is Blackbeard did not die 
with his ship. And I will talk a little bit about that in a bit. One might be wondering, why did Edward Teach, aka Blackbeard, name his ship Queen Anne's Revenge? The Concord was her original name, and Blackbeard had won her in a battle. According to some of my research, Blackbeard had combined his beliefs with that of the Jacobites. The Jacobites wished to re-establish Anne's line to the throne of Britain, and she was replaced so quickly as though she were nothing, and had such false accusations against her about many myths involving Anne with adultery. Because of this lack of fairness, Blackbeard made it so her name would definitely be remembered by those that have the knowledge of the history of piracy. This would make sense, as some claim that he was a distant cousin of Anne Boleyn. Now, I'm not sure if that's actually fact, but it's something that I found. I also saw that he'd actually fought in Queen Anne's War, thus the name Queen Anne's Revenge. So there's some different ideas here that could have played a part in the naming of his ship. Boats and ships do have a special name that means something to the owners, like, fun fact, Steve Irwin's awesome boat is Croc 1. That is really a great name, right? I love it. Anyways, Steve Irwin's awesome. That could be another episode in its own when I get to see the Australia Zoo eventually. And I tell you, crikey, that's going to be a great one. Blackbeard had his last battle in 1718 within an inlet on Ocracoke Island, which happened to be a place where he would hang out and hide out. Blackbeard was cornered by the Royal Navy on a ship led by Lieutenant Robert Maynard. Blackbeard's final epic battle ended with him losing his head. Yikes! Poor Pearl from Bobby Mackey's in Kentucky, and Blackbeard had it rough. Oh, his head was said to have hung on the bow of Maynard's ship and ended up serving as a warning device to other pirates with Blackbeard's head spiked in Virginia at Riverhampton. So he didn't die on his ship, Queen Anne's Revenge. He actually jumped onto the other ship and therefore his ship had sunk eventually in a different place from where he died, which is a little bit interesting. Anyways, Blackbeard is said to be buried in a mass grave on Ocracoke Island. And, of course, he does not have his head. And there's no wonder why, after hearing that interesting tale. Hey, matey. Sorry, I just can't resist. Okay, so now, going back to the museum itself, one of my favorite things there was the fact that they had some really fun pirate statues, as you can see in the thumbnail. I've got to say, these make for some really cool pictures, and when you're coming around the corner that's right near where they have the gift shop, you can look up and see a pirate above you, and it almost feels as though you're transported in time onto a pirate ship, and you can just take a moment and imagine what it would be like to be on a pirate ship way back in the 1700s as part of the crew as Blackbeard was around in the 1700s, so it's pretty interesting. It's such a fun feeling anyways, at at least for me personally. I so love having fun and getting creative with the different things available and around, and it's just so great. I think you and if you have kiddos, they would just totally enjoy every bit of this museum. It's really a great experience, especially if you're interested in pirates and history. One thing you will not find here is rum. This may leave you wondering, why is the rum always gone? Jack Sparrow, ugh, I'm sorry, Captain Jack Sparrow is indeed correct with his number one question. The rum is gone and there's nobody that can really answer that question for you. Maybe the pirates have taken it. After all, it is a pirate museum. Ooh, wouldn't it be interesting if they came alive at night? It's like night at the museum meet pirate museum type thing. Oh, that would be really cool actually. I see a sequel part four coming. That would be really awesome. Another thing I loved that you got to see at the museum is a whale 
skeleton. Not like, I like that the whale's gone. Poor whale. But they have a whale skeleton and you get to see what a whale's heart looks like. So they have it and, you know, it's like dried up, yeah, dehydrated. But it's just really interesting to see and they talk about it. So they talk about the different like chambers and everything in the heart. Yeah, it's really fascinating. And it kind of reminded me of the Celine Dion song, My Heart Will Go On. Who's running this thing seriously? Anyways, this is heart. It once belonged to a whale and is continuing on even after its life is seized. I'm so sorry, whale. But it's still continuing and it's educating people that are going into the museum. So if there's anything to be done, even though the whale was already gone, you know, it is serving as education, which can be an interesting thing. So it just makes it even the more interesting of a place. And there's some staff working here that usually work to help catalog different artifacts from the vessels. And I can only imagine what an interesting experience that must be to have such a special job we can dive into some really fascinating history and when we were there you actually see someone in a different room and they had like a window you get to see them actually working on different things I mean I'm sure it's an ongoing process where they're probably uncovering different amazing artifacts all the time so that is super super amazing and wow just a dream job in itself and then, before you leave, you can have a look at their shop and find some piratey goods if you're feeling particularly in the pirate kind of mood. Hey, matey. Okay, that's the last one. <laughs> and then, as you're headed out the door, you can start singing, Yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for me. And go into full pirate mode. Ooh, it's funny how you think of these things later on. I totally did not do that, and yet... I absolutely should have done so. Man, anyway, if you go there, maybe you can do that if you remember. <laughs> have you been to this pirate museum or a different pirate museum? And if so, what's your favorite part? I'd love to hear from you. Anyways, tune in next week for another amazing adventure. And you can reach me at randomindietraveler at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at randomindietraveler. And on YouTube, Random Ventures of an Indie Traveler. I'm getting that channel going, so it's still pretty fresh. And you can tune in on different podcast areas like Spotify, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Deezer, Podcast Addict, Podchaser. You know, lots of different fun places. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. And I'll catch you in the next one. Arr, have an awesome week, matey. Thank <laughs> you.